welcome to Express Yourself. I'm Kirbanu and this is your podcast for creativity, conscious business and soul expression. I'm very excited to share my podcast guest with you, the beautiful Caro, originally based in Hamburg, actually when I got to meet her in person a few years back and now she's just moved very fresh to Malaga in Spain. But the reason I'm sharing her in this podcast is not to talk about her incredible life transformation and jumping from one country into another just because she feels like that's where her home is. Actually, I want to talk to you about her hashtag embodied connection. This podcast is all about what is the language of your body and how do you connect to the language of your body and how can your body inform you about what your mind is thinking. And how can you listen to the language of your body? And why is that important that all of us actually become more and even more embodied? As you may know from my own personal work, the topic of embodiment is incredibly important in self-expression and using your voice. And of course, it's incredibly important in the topic of healing, transformation and living a conscious, happy, joy-filled life. So without further ado, here is Caro. So Cara, yes. thank you so much for joining, for joining me. As I was you. just saying on the Instagram live chat, I'm so excited and so grateful that you're here and so beautiful to see how your journey has grown and evolved from the time I met you to now. So let's just jump straight into the podcast. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and how you came to be doing the body of work that you are offering? Yeah, it's actually a pretty long journey, but I'm going to start at the beginning. I think that it makes the most sense. <laughs> yeah, so I'm Caro Karna. I am German-American from Nuremberg originally, so from the south of um, south of Germany, and did like the, the typical uh, journey m many people do as that become a yoga teacher later. So I started, I'm a business psychologist. I studied that and moved to Hamburg and started like in a big company, in a big corporation working in uh, human resources as a human resource manager. And after a couple of years noticed that is not what I feel like doing and what really fills me up. And just with my yoga journey, decided to do yoga teacher training um and yeah kind of got into that and after a while and it took quite some time to take you know to find the courage to really quit the job I quit the job and um started teaching yoga so really from the secure well-paying job in a big corporation to being a self-employed yoga teacher was which was as I said a long journey um, and finding through own experience with coaching, also finding my way into the coaching business. And now I'm working as a coach and yoga teacher. I offer retreats, coachings. I love embodiment and I try to incorporate that into every yoga class and every coaching I do. And um, I teach breath work as well. So I feel like that's kind of a summary of, of me and my, my work at least. So yeah. <laughs> that's a beautiful summary and I think it's really interesting to see how when we can take that leap of faith and really trust ourselves and look I know uh having a background as an indie touring musician and living from that <laughs> um you know how that journey uh can be and how challenging that can be but I think it's also really empowering and incredible when we can take that leap of faith and say hey just like what you just said this does not fill me up I've done this thing and it's not working um but there's this other thing where I feel really curious and inspired. And when I do that work, it energizes me and I feel happy yeah. and joyful. Then I think this is life like, you know, 
punching us in the face saying, yes. hello, you really need to open this door a little bit further. Exactly. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, let's take the conversation to your topic of embodiment, because mm -hmm. I'm often talking about this topic myself. Um, I find the topic of embodiment as a voice empowerment coach, as a mantra specialist, incredible. And I love everything to do with embodiment and being <laughs> present in the body. I mean... <laughs> And also what that offer us, what that can offer us as a tool for self-healing um, and also for self-connection. So what does embodiment mean to you? And how do you use embodiment in your work? I feel like there's a lot of different definitions of embodiment out there. Um, for me, it's basically two things. Um, basically, it's a connection between your body and yourself um or your being let's say so the connection between body and mind on different spheres let's say so for me it's two parts one is really um how the body demonstrates your being be it through emotions that you can feel in the body uh, we can say that emotions are the language of the body so really feeling into the body and seeing what is present in my being right now and on the other hand, it is how can you create your being through your body? So be it a certain posture um, that you can take um, or do to improve how you feel if, you, if you're not feeling well, or just change how you feel. Like, how do I want to feel? First, noticing what's there. What is my body telling me right now through feelings and through sensations? Um, what is there? But then also seeing how can I create where I want to go? through moving my body, through coming into certain postures, let's say. And this can be, um, in psychology, we talk about states and traits. So state is like a, a, the current state, how you feel. Be it like, I feel so in my body right now. But embodiment can also be a trait, meaning a longer term, saying, you for me embody everything that has to do with voice, for example, right? Like really bringing that into your entire life is also a part of embodiment so that there's certain mm, different parts to it I would say in my definition and opinion and I bring that into my work because or how I bring it into my work is that through yoga we really have the opportunity to feel into the body especially through yin yoga, in my opinion, because you really have the time in a yin yoga posture, three to five minutes, to really, really, really feel into the body and see what's present. Like what sensation is there? What emotion is coming up when I'm in a hip opener for five minutes, right? And that is like this first part to really see what's present. What is my body telling me? There's so much communication from the body to the mind. And then also seeing through yoga, and we know this from all sorts of yoga styles, if we go into a heart opener and a back bend, this can have quite an impact on how we feel. So this is the other part of the of the embodiment, right? So like if I'm feeling down and I notice I'm like slouching down and my shoulders are pulling forward and I'm feeling depressed or sad, come into a back bend, opening the chest and seeing how that impacts how you feel. And you can do this a lot through yoga. Yoga is perfect for that, but also through, yeah, through coaching, really. When I coach my people, my clients, I really ask them, like, what is present in your body right now? What do you feel right now? And 
from there see, okay, is this not how you want to feel? Well, what can we do with your body to change that, right? Just making sure that we're not bypassing anything we're feeling because any feeling is valid and we want to feel what is present. But then, of course, we don't want to stay in a sad feeling, for example, forever. And then just make sure what can I, what can I do with my body, with my breath to change and get into the state where I really want to be. I love that so much. And they're all topics that I'm very passionate about. (laughs) I really connect with what you're sharing. Um, And I I very much valued what you said about embodiment can also be over a long-term time, as in a person embodies a quality for me, or this place can embody this experience for me, or uh, awakens this experience in myself. And yeah, this is really, really nice, because it's not something that I think we often think about, at least not something that I often think about in the modern term or modern use of the word embodiment. I'm thinking more about being in the body, but not yeah. like, oh, that can embody that quality. We're going to absolutely get to the topic of yin yoga because mm-hmm. I love yin yoga and love, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about it. Um, but before then, I'm curious to know how do you work between this idea of the mind? And the body. So you've been speaking about like emotions and being present to the emotions and allowing what is and connecting what is and working with the body to facilitate an experience, maybe an emotional opening, for example, through a heart opener or changing an experience. How does the mind come into this? Things like beliefs or thoughts, because I'm really fascinated on this point. Yeah. I'm curious what you want, what you're going to say about it. So in your opinion, how does the mind come into this idea of embodiment and how do you work with that quality in your work with people? Yeah, the mind always plays a big part, obviously, because the mind just almost never rests, right? There's always something that the mind is telling us, um, which is okay because that's the mind's job, right? The mind is made to think and our brain just keeps working all the time. We don't want it otherwise, but sometimes it can get overwhelming. And I'm, I'm sure all of us, most of us, all of us know how it is that when we want to feel a certain way, the mind comes and tells us otherwise, or that tells us I can't do this because, and others expect this of me. And there's so many thoughts the mind comes through. When working with the body, it's interesting to see really what is the first impulse that comes up because the body reacts in split seconds. It's so, so fast. It's really like, boom. And then after that, the mind comes in and says, yes, but no, but, and so on. So really attuning with the body and becoming more aware of what's present. And this can be through meditation, for example, really becoming more attuned with your body and more aware of when the thoughts come up and then seeing how can I address the thoughts and really maybe see like, okay, they're just going away. It's okay. I'm noticing them, but then they're going away like clouds, for example, to notice actually what the body said in the very beginning and not focusing all your attention on what the mind tells us a little bit after that, because the mind is just like very, very, very quick in telling its opinion. And that's where beliefs and thought patterns come in that might not be really what we actually need. So. In coaching, for example, this can be super interesting because just noticing how the body posture of my client changes when I ask them a question and there's maybe first, uh, 
and I, I notice maybe even in the face, I notice there's like a highlight or something happy. And then it's, yeah, but blah, blah, blah. And then you can see it in the body as well. And that's where coaching is amazing because your coach can really reflect that back to you, which you don't usually see in the very beginning. So this is something where coaching is valuable. And with, with yin yoga, for example, yin yoga is basically like many small meditations after one another, just in different body postures. Really, you have the time to notice what is the first thing that came up? Is it something my body said or is it something my mind talked me into after? So that's really, really interesting topic. <laughs> I think so too. And of course, nobody is the same and everybody is different. So <laughs> mm -hmm. Obviously, and the experience of that, but I find it really fascinating. A lot of the work I do with my voice empowerment coaching, for example, is very much jumping into this space of body especially for breathing like I'm doing a lot of work with yoga to try to open the breathing system actually yeah. because seeing how stuck and sticky people are yes <laughs> I'm always yeah. like you know it's really about looking at this stickiness and this tension on all levels so like on a physical yeah. level on an emotional level on a mental belief level even on a spiritual level and seeing where is the restriction where are the blocks and how can we soften and open and that's something I love from yin this idea of just be soft like can we please let go of the pressure already? And <laughs> it's enough. Yeah. And just like, let's be soft and let's drop into space and let's see what comes up and be present and really take that. I love that, like, you know, this in German for me is just, mm -hmm. I feel like I can't express that in English, but like, it's just yeah. a nice word. Nothing covers it really well in English. <laughs> That's true. That's right. I never thought about that. <laughs> it disturbs me every time because I'm like, why is there not a word for this in English? <laughs> Because it really hits the point, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but to hold that space. So for the people that are listening and maybe for people that are not so yogic oriented, um, could you maybe just super short, explain a little bit about what yin yoga is. And perhaps what I'm yeah. really curious about is what are one or two poses that people could integrate into their daily life if they wanted mm -hmm. to, that would help yeah. give them perhaps more sense of embodied connection? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that you say embodied connection. That's like my, my hashtag, let's say. <laughs> um, yin yoga is a very calm yoga style. Um, and like my teacher, Bernie Clark says, it's simple, but it's not necessarily easy. Most of the poses are in a seated position or lying down. Um, and there's not a lot of dynamic because we come into a posture where we really want to feel a sensation in the body. It's not restorative yoga where it's just, just about relaxing. It is about getting a, a, a healthy stress into the body. So a, a compression or a tension or like the feeling of a stretch. And then we stay for around three to five minutes, depending on the pose. Now it's simple, but not easy because from the outside, it looks super easy because you're just sitting there in a pose or lying there in a pose. But everyone who has practices knows, especially because what happens in the mind or emotions that might come up, it's not easy. It's not always easy. Sometimes it can be, but there might be a lot of thoughts coming up. When I can, can I get out of this pose? How long is she keeping me here? Where's this anger coming from? I wasn't angry before I came into this class, you know, because the postures on an energetic level also can bring up some emotions that might have been stored in the body. 
And that's why it's not necessarily easy, but it is so, so, so relaxing at the same time because you are allowed to slow down. And just like you said before, it's the time where you can really let go because it's about relaxing the muscles. The muscles that always like get ready to, to run or fight when we're in stress mode. And we're allowing the body to just melt into the pose. So we relax as well and really have the time to dive in and see what's happening inside. So this is where I feel like there's this embodied connection really because we find a connection between the mind and the body and we find a connection to the body, which I feel the more stress we have, the more the people lose this connection to the body because they're just spending time up there in their head. So they're coming back into their bodies and seeing what is the body telling me and what can I do? Like what posture helps me? For two poses that anyone can do, one of my favorites is if you have a yoga bolster at home, lying on top of it to open your heart and then bringing your legs into the shape of a diamond. So soles of the feet together, knees apart, because this is a really opening pose. You can just bring your arms out to the sides, resting on the bolster, opening up the heart that even if it's not for any emotional feeling or changing your thoughts, just on a physiological level, if you're sitting a lot like this, like hunching forward, this is amazing for your back as well. Um, and also the hip opener there. So we call it reclined butterfly on a bolster. That will be one. And another favorite of mine is just any kind of twist. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just love twists because I feel like it feels really, really good in the whole torso. And it also can open up that we can then breathe deeper. Same with the pose before, because what you just said, like we get really sticky and we have a bad body posture, even worse when we have a lot of stress. So the more we open up the sides and the front, maybe if we're sitting in a slouch position all the time, will help us give it, or give us the ability to breathe deeper, which will also have a huge effect on how we feel. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Yeah, breath has such an impact. I mean, mm. I'm a huge, huge pranayama fan, breathwork fan. I mean, it's half yes. of my work, essentially. So it's so um, good. <laughs> and I'm just gonna add for the people that don't have a bolster, you can roll up a uh, roll up a towel. Yes. This works fine, or roll a blanket or something. So you want to have yeah. something that you can lie the the main part of your body on. I wanted to say corpa, having problems with the German English thing today. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting I love those two poses I'm also a twister it's interesting because I've met a lot of people that are not into twisting but I love twisting yeah, always I love been a twister. I'm like, I don't feel like I've done oh. yoga unless I've twisted like I'm like me too me too <laughs> if I can only do one pose in a day it's gonna be a twist yeah oh if I could only do one pose in a day oh maybe it's gonna be a forward fold because I think okay I try to release a lot of this lower back tension and that's probably challenging for me and that's why I do it so I do it not yeah. because I enjoy it. I do it because I know I need it. Mm, good point. Just to a pose I would enjoy, I would do recline butterfly. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Just lie there. On her. I, I like to put, I like to get my yoga blocks and put that up super high and get like a massive yeah. opening. Oh, love it. <laughs> like, love yeah, it. So much fun. <laughs> All right. So yes, I mean, and I know embodied connection is so much uh, your hashtag and I, I love that. And I think you've explained that a lot through what we've, what you've shared now, this idea between the mind and the body and the emotions and bring all of that together. And I think this work and the work that you're offering is just so important for that point to bring people out of this daily stress 
to bring them into a sense of felt connection in their body um, and to give them room and space inside of themselves to be able to choose do I want to engage with this thought? Do yeah. I want to engage with this emotion? Uh, not to deny it, but do I, is there something that I, needs my presence and my attention right now? Is that what's happening? Or is this just a pattern on repeat? And would I like to instead make a different choice? Yeah. And I think that this idea exactly. what you're sharing is body connection. It offers so much space for people to choose to get in contact with themselves, to get embodied and yeah. to, to yeah. really choose. Yeah, and really find what it is they really want. Yes. Because I have I have done the opposite in the past, right? I did this job I didn't want to do. My body was telling me on so many levels that it was not was make, what was making me happy and not what was right. And I just ignored it. And then just feeling the freedom once I did listen to it. I mean, I have the, I was lucky, but... I'm like moving my fingers here because it's not always the easiest way because I was always pretty connected to my body and my body reacts very, very quickly when something is off, which can be super uncomfortable. Like there's symptoms and there's stuff, but that at least helped me really listen to it because it was basically a necessity for me to listen to my body because it was just uncomfortable not to. But that helped me find really my journey on what it is I want to do. I'm moving to Spain in two weeks because I just noticed that is where I want to be, right? That is where I feel at home and where I feel me. And then being in connection with yourself through connecting to your body can help you also a lot in all of your relationships with other people because you can really find what is me, like the authentic me and that you, from there, you can just have different kinds of connections with others as well. Absolutely. You said that so well. Like, how do I find the authentic me and not the me that is just a pattern of conditioning or reactivity or who I think I should be or the me that I compare myself to others through, but really, who am I in my depth and what is my soul's yeah. expression in this lifetime and how does it want to be expressed at this point in my life? And I love that you're going to Spain sunshine and oranges thank you very much <laughs> Beach, I'm just I'm not going for the weather everybody's like oh you're going because the weather's better no I'm not a fan of the heat and I'm moving to southern Spain so I'm gonna flee every summer because it's too hot for me down there it's more more like the I don't know the vibes <laughs> yeah but it's what you said about that's where you feel home and I understand mm -hmm. that I mean I've lived in seven different countries and traveled yeah. to 36 so I mean I get it like <laughs> yeah yeah you know, I've had the experience <laughs> yeah I really do and I have to say like I this is going to be maybe I've never said this publicly I don't know if it's a good idea Germany is not my home like mm. I'm here and I'm grateful to be here and it's always going to have a part of me and I I love being here and I love working here and working with the communities here. And I'm so grateful, but I don't feel home. That's for sure. Yeah. Not at the moment. Maybe it's not Germany overall, but at least where I'm living at the moment is not. Yeah. yeah. And you have been to different places and you have lived in different places. So you can really see, okay, I felt this way in that country and this way in that country. And it's interesting to compare, right? Absolutely. You find your essential. way. And it changes, you know, it changes. Um, I know that I have to be at the beach. I love yeah. the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kara, thank you so much for everything you've been sharing. I think thank you're, you. you're so welcome. Um, and really this idea of for people to 
to connect into themselves, to have this sense of embodied connection is so important and it's so necessary. And of course, from my work, this is what you need to be able to express yourself. Like a lot of that is dropping into the body, feeling what's going on, looking at the beliefs, looking at unresolved themes and letting go so that we can actually make room for the voice to come out because otherwise it's the same as the body. It's just blocked. (laughs) And we're speaking with just a percentage of our potential um, yeah. and not really seeing our truth and not really yeah. using our, our true vocal uh, potential. So I love what you're so offering. Yes. <sighs> Thank you. I think it connects well as well because you, you need to connect to the body and then find what is you and then express that, right? Bring it out into the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, half of the work I'm doing with people is breath work. I do a lot of yoga work, um, you know, again, to open up the system, but also a lot of like, I'm really fascinated by the impacts of emotions on the body and the impact of the body and emotions and, and yeah. states and how states impact self-expression. This is for me something really cool. So oh, I love to bring a lot of that into my work. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. What has been your biggest learning on your journey so far? My biggest learning that I, I guess that anything your body's telling you, even if it's uncomfortable it's a blessing because it's really just telling you where to go what is your journey and even you know sometimes I was like oh why does my stomach hurt again why do I have a rash on my skin well it's not nice (laughs) but it does help me find okay something is off and really that was a learning to see that more not as something negative but really as just a subtle or not so subtle way of my body telling me look at that a little bit closer <laughs> the wisdom of the body and of being embodied oh. well that leads me to the last question for for today's session anyhow um and i have the sense that it's probably going to be influenced from what you just said <laughs> <laughs> if there was one message that you could leave the world with what would it be one message um tune into your body every day a couple of times like connect it to something that you do a couple times per day be it going to the toilet or cooking a cup of tea or making a cup of tea to really just you don't even have to close your eyes if that's not for you but really just seeing what is present what is there body is there something you want to tell me and just really I feel like the body's like thank you for listening it will react like that and just seeing the body is not something separate. It is us, but we do need to see it as a part of us and not as a thing. Yeah. The last part you just said is so important and I completely agree. It's an integrated interwoven system. There is no separate parts. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking Thank you. time to join me. Yes, I wish you so much luck on the move to Spain. Thank you. Thanks so much. And uh, I'm looking forward to connecting with you in the future when you're in Spain. Yeah. Sending you love. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You're so welcome. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Awesome. Well done. Yay. Wait, I'll just pause this one or stop it. Woohoo. I hope you enjoyed that podcast chat as much as I did. I know I found out some very interesting things from Caro and I'm really looking forward to integrating some of the things she mentioned into my daily practice. You can stay in touch with Caro through the links in the show notes below. And of course, if you enjoyed this podcast, 
Please feel free to give us a star rating, either on Spotify or Instagram, or if you want to, even on both. And of course, share this podcast episode with a friend. Maybe there's one person who you feel would really benefit from Cairo's message today, and it would be the greatest gift to me if you would then forward this podcast to that person. That's it for me for now. I look forward to my next podcast episode with you soon.